you know, sometimes when we're afraid, we just have to go and take one step at a time. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been in that situation where you're like, I'm not sure how this is all going to work out, but I'm just going to do the next right thing to just taking it one, one step at a time? I remember I was, uh, I was uh, working um, in college. I was a janitor at a, at a church. Um, there was a kind of large church there for the town that I was in. And um, they, they had just done some things that were that that I interpreted as being really unfair towards me. You know, um, I you know things like when I was hired, I had said it was impo- you know it was important for me to stay connected in worship. And then they said, well, we don't like having a janitor in here worshiping with us, so we don't want you to come. And there's just just different things that just really kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And so I, I had resolved and come to the point. I said, I'm going to resign. I'm going to quit from this job. Have you ever resigned from a job before? It's scary, guys. I was walking into the supervisor's office and it was like, okay, one step at a time, one step at a time, one step at a time. (laughs) Hey, I'm Mark, and this is your Cornerstone Daily Connection. Well, I I, I was afraid, you know, I was afraid of how is this person going to respond to me? What was the fallout going to be? And uh, and it was just like, okay, one step at a time. I don't know if you've ever been there, if you've ever just had had to be in that situation where it's like, okay, it was just one step at a time, you know? I kind of think in today's reading that Paul could kind of relate to this feeling of, okay, one step at a time, how is this all going to work out? You know, we have the advantage in scripture if we get to know the whole story. Well, Paul living it, he, he certainly didn't know the whole story, but he does get a pretty big promise in this section. Um, so Paul is heading uh, to a place called Corinth um, in this section here in Acts chapter uh, chapter 18. And so um, it says here that after after Paul left Athens and he and he goes to Corinth, he finds a Jew named Aquila. Aquila and Priscilla are just very special people to Paul, and they're believers. And so he stays with them. And, and it says here in verse three that they were of the same trade and they had become tent makers together. And so Paul stays there working as a tent maker until in verse five, Silas and Timothy arrive from Macedonia. Paul was occupied with the word, testifying to the Jews that Jesus was the Christ. So, so we, we know here that Silas brought him some gifts and allowed Paul to focus more exclusively here on the gospel. But, but, but going to Corinth, it was a scary place. And it, it was a scary time. And, and he stands up and, and, and he, tests, he talks to the Jews and they reject him. And he, and he goes there. In fact, he's even afraid for his own life. In such a powerful way that God even gives him a vision. And God says in verse 9, Do not be afraid, but go on speaking and do not be silent, for I am with you. And no one will attack you to harm you, for I have many in this city who are my people. You know, that reminds me of Pastor Andy's sermon in the Jonah series, where there were many people in Nineveh that God cared about. Well, here in Rome, Paul would agree with that. There are many here who God cares about and God loves. Just to kind of paint the picture here, we have Paul leaving Athens and he's going south to Corinth. So Corinth was the capital of Achaia. It was the third largest in in the Roman Empire. It had a population of over 200,000. It had the feel of of an economic boomtown. It had roads and it had a harbor. It had a harbor that was miles and miles long with these wooden planks they would reel in boats on, three and a half miles long. It was also the center of worship of Aphrodite, the Greek goddess of love. And there was a temple 
with a thousand, they called them sacred prostitutes, where they believed that committing sexual immorality with them was a form of worship to this pagan god. But it got so bad that the, after the fifth century, there was a verb, uh, which, which was to Corinthianize. And so to Corinthianize means to be sexually immoral. Um, and it's in this context that Paul comes with fear, with trembling, and he reconnects with Priscilla and Aquila, um, and it works as a tent maker until until Silas comes. But 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 this is the reality. I mean, for me, I can laugh at it now, looking at it in, in years past. But to be walking into that, imagine the fear that Paul must be feeling as, as you know as he's doing this. Um, and he, he even expresses that in, you know, as we think of Corinth, you'll remember two familiar books in the New Testament, 1st and 2nd Corinthians. And in 1st Corinthians chapter 2, verse 3, he talks about how he came to Corinth. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and the power. So your faith may not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. It's in this context that Paul has come, taking one step at a time. But you guys, look at what God does through Paul's faithfulness. He stayed six months there, and so many people come, so many even Gentiles come and put their faith in Christ. Praise God for Paul's boldness. Sometimes, you know, testifying for Christ can really be scary. Sometimes just doing ministry in the church can really be scary. But if we just keep taking that one step at a time, God is going to be faithful. So, so faithful to us. It's going to be a cool thing. Well, hey, I'm praying for you that God gives you boldness and courage even this week. God bless.